Welcome to Out of the Box Radio with me, your host, Christine Glasdale. Out of the Box Radio is a weekly podcast of audible ear candy dedicated to bringing a fresh perspective on this thing that we call life. And each and every week, we're going to be diving into the topics that matter most with lively conversations on issues such as health, wellness, and transformational healing, all with the goal of creating a better world and becoming a happier human being. I will be your tour guide for this epic adventure, and each and every week we're going to be embarking on a journey with the ultimate goal being transformation to our highest potential. And now, let's get out of the box. Welcome back to Out of the Box Radio with Christine. I am your host. Guess what? My name is Christine. And my wonderful guest this hour is none other than Krista Rizzo, who I just love her name, okay? Krista Rizzo is a certified transformational life coach, author, speaker, video show host, wife, and the world's okayest mom to two amazing boys. She has been featured on HuffPost. She is a member of the prestigious Forbes Coaches Council, which I've got to find out more about. She's also been featured on the Today Show Parenting website. And she is my guest today because we're going to be talking about everything transformational for women, for entrepreneurs, for moms, for those wonderful teens, tweens, and everything in between, and how we can communicate to our highest potential. And that's what Out of the Box Radio is all about. So I want to welcome to the program Krista Rizzo. Welcome, Krista, to Out of the Box. Thank you for having me, Christine. I am very excited to be here. Yeah, because you, I, I was, you know, I was just reading kind of a little bit about your bio and the work that you do. First of all, I love mm. your name. Thank you. Is that your real name? It is my real name. It is not my married name. I chose not to change my name uh, legally because, you know, you had a cooler up, name. One, <laughs> one calls me, you know, I mean, Riz, Rizzo. It's been my first name and last name for pretty much my whole life. So um, I kept it. And so it's it's still mine. And and it just well, it brings back fond memories of Greece. I saw that yeah. movie as a kid. I was I forget how old I was, but I think I saw it like fifty, eighty, a million times. I yep. I memorized every line and Rizzo was one of my favorite characters yep. in there. Although I wanted to be Danny Zuko. I really did. Oh my God, I terrible. wanted to be Danny Zuko. It. And I had a major crush on Sandy, Olivia Newton John, but who didn't yes. who didn't? Yes. Um but Rizzo was really like the I mean, she was just cool. the breakout star. The oh, yeah. And that song that she sang, there are worse things I could do. <laughs> so naughty, right? Perhaps we may have all been in that situation once or twice. I don't know. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But um, so that's so that's wonderful. And then um, let's talk about the world's okayest. So you're the world's okayest mom. I really like that. You're okay with being okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I am okay with being okay because I feel like, moms, especially today or in, you know, my oldest is 12. So I've been doing this mom thing for almost 13 years. And, uh, as I've evolved through the parenting cycles, I feel like we just get harder and harder on ourselves. Mm -hmm. And we don't kind of realize that, you know, parenting our kids and, 
you know, relating to them and understanding how they work and relating back to our childhoods and doing the best that we can is really, and it's okay. It's okay to not be perfect, which is a word that I really don't like in, in truth, because there's nothing in life that's perfect. There's no perfect day. There's no perfect life. There's no perfect marriage. There's no perfect parenting situation. We all have our trials and our tribulations. And I feel like if we're striving for perfection, we're always going to feel like we missed the boat somewhere, or we're going to feel, I don't know, deflated along the way. And so I'm okay with being okay. And I have a really good group of friends. My, one of my really dear friends gave me and a group of our girlfriends, we all got the same mug for Christmas one year and it says world, world's okay as mom on it. And it just resonated with me because it's like, you know what, we're allowed to have bad days and we're allowed to not like our kids sometimes. And we're allowed to kind of just muddle through and it, in the end it will, it will be okay. Oh, it will definitely be okay. And, and isn't it interesting because we grew up, well, my my mother um i'm i'm just gonna say i'm in my 50s ish mid 50s and you know we didn't have the social media uh aspect right but today obviously social media facebook instagram whatever the social media we 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 tend to compare our lives with other people and in particular with moms um uh, you know, comparing ourselves with these, with these, first of all, I don't know where they're coming from. This, right. Some of these moms that are and they're and they always, they have babies because, you know, they're not w- come back to us when they're 12 and 13 what? and 14, <laughs> but they're, they got the, you know, beautiful baby, first of all, dressed impeccably. Yeah. Like the baby's never thrown up or anything like that. Right. Right. And then the, the moms have these, I mean, they're, they're chiseled abs, tan, yeah, uh, yeah. white bleached teeth, perfect <laughs> hair. Right. And they're, and you look at the condo or the, 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 the estate that they're living in because you see it in the background. You're like, mm-hmm. what am I doing wrong? Right. Because we we tend to as human beings to compare ourselves. And I think it's some primal, primal, primordial thing in our brain, uh, maybe to make sure that we're OK to stay in the cave with the other cave people. Right. But it's this comparison. And you really have that impact with this, with this whole thing with social media. So I love that you're embracing being okay. And uh, and I think being perfectly imperfect is absolutely gorgeous and beautiful in any human being. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you know, I mean, it's, it's, I think it's important. It's important for us to recognize it. And I think it's important for us to celebrate it. Right. I mean, you got to learn from your, your losses just as much as you learn from your wins and, or even more so. And so, you know, I think you, it's a long, hard road, this parenting thing, and it doesn't ever really end. And you have kids that are my, I have two boys and they are in two very different stages. They're six years apart. So I have a six year old and a 12 year old. And, you know, I often say, Oh my gosh, thank God I have the six year old because he's still in the happy go lucky (laughs) I want to hug you and spend time with you, mommy face. And the I other one's you. like, yeah, whatevs. Yeah. Right. So, you know, I feel like I did it right with the, the age gap because it's like, oh, at least I'm not in the all teen tween phase all the time. I still have a little bit of like child left somewhere there. Yeah. I've, but, yeah. you know, I, it's hard, this parenting thing. And I think we beat ourselves up entirely too much for all the things that we do, whether it's in our relationships or our parenting or our careers and all the things I call it. 
like you said, the social media, I call it the Instagram life, right? I put up the, the junk stuff on Instagram too. It's like, I want everybody to know what my life actually is. And sometimes it's not great. And I feel like that's a great way for my audience and my clients and my people who follow me to really get to know me because, you know, my kids have accidents on the floor sometimes, or I walk out on my, I just thought yesterday, I was like, I don't want to be near any of you today. So I'm going to go <laughs> and spend a few hours by myself and then I'll come back and I will be a normal human being. But I, I you know, you have to be able to admit those things. It can't always be like, oh, my children are always impeccably dressed and there's always dinner on the table at five o'clock. And you know, everyone's teeth are white and brushed and all the things. And I never walk out of the house in my pajamas. Like you're crazy if you think that your life is going to be like that. Unless you have a staff at your disposal to make that happen, I don't believe you. So, well, you know, it's just too much. There's just too much. too much. And especially, you know, as a as, as a woman who is like with, with what you do as well, a transformational life coach and entrepreneur um, our, our lives are very busy. I mean, just, mm -hmm. just, I, you know, just getting out of bed and, and, and trying to make a living is, is tough enough already, but then you've got these other little humans. Oh, mm -hmm. these are the little humans that, um, are somewhat attached to you, but you're responsible for, you're responsible for making sure that they actually get up. Okay. <laughs> you know, yeah. you, you, you got to make sure that they eat something. And even if they don't want what you got, because usually that's what happens. A lot of times the kids are like, I don't want it. I don't like it. I'm not going to eat it. Um, but then you've got to get them ready for school. You got all these things that you have to do. And I think that you're right. Moms and dads, uh, put way too much pressure on themselves to make sure that everything is perfect. So we're in, if anything in this show, in this interview, we are telling all parents that, you know what, as long as you do the best you can in your intention, this is the thing. And this is what I love about the work that you do, because there is a blend of mm, spirituality, uh, empowerment, transformational wellness. That's, that's blended throughout the work is that as long as your intention is good, and as long as you do the best that you can, but you have the highest, most beautiful, loving intentions, there is no wrong way. Right. There is no, you know, yep. there, there is nothing that's wrong about your life or how you're raising your kids. It's just, it's, as they say, shit happens. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, I say that a lot to my clients. It's like there really is no wrong way to be a good parent as long as you're doing you know, you're expressing the love and you're communicating and you're, you know, you're trying your hardest, but don't over try, right? Like, you know, I also don't subscribe to the, my two-year-old is my bestie formula right. because that really doesn't fly with me. It's like my mom used to always tell me when we were kids, I'm not your friend, I'm your mother. And up until a point, I think that's an accurate statement because you have, there has to be a line drawn in the sand. Like Boundaries. I know you want to be friends with your kids, but at the same time, you have to be the one to be the disciplinarian and the, you know, the go-to and the shoulder and all of the things. And so that transforms as we get older. I'm friends with my mom now. I'm in my 40s. She's in her 70s. There's a big difference, right? I think when you, when you become an adult and you can, or become a parent yourself, you really see what it's like. You don't know until you've actually experienced it for yourself. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a crazy game that we're playing here. And, you know, just trying to do your best is all you can really ask for. 
Because there's no owner's manual that comes when you, when no. you pop out a baby, right? No. <laughs> now, one of the um, one of the amazing things that that you work with with your clients and uh, talk about in the work that you do is how to accept, embrace, mm-hmm. and create change in your life. And now, we as humans, uh, Krista, are really not so hip about change and and we're not hip about change in a negative way obviously but yep. also in many respects in a positive way because we I've I've noticed in the work that I've done and with people that I've worked with is that a lot of times they're resistant to change because change they don't know what's on the other side of the change so it's scary mm-hmm. and it can and, and in our again in our I don't know reptilian brains or or Neanderthal brains, we think that change is going to be something negative. And, and also there's something about the human being where maybe we're pre-programmed to always think about what the negative, what, what might happen yeah. is going to be bad and I need to prepare for it. So yeah. if, 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 you're, if your boyfriend or girlfriend or wife or husband says, I'm going to go get some, um, I'm going to go get some bread and milk at the store, in your mind, you're like, you're leaving me for a younger woman. <laughs> you know? right. right. So let's talk about that, um, about change in our lives. And as you were talking you know, earlier, it's a big change, obviously, when you become a parent. But what about just the changes that happen through our lives, our career? You know, hey, sure. um, you get laid off tomorrow. What about that? So I, um, I went through a career transformation, a life transformation four years ago. I decided to leave a, uh, a long standing career with a fortune 10 company. I was doing well there. Um, and I was just feeling professionally unfulfilled and it was, it was kind of, um, seeping over into my personal life. And so for me, it was, a hard decision, but it was a decision that had to be made. And I chose to, you know, jump basically without a parachute. And I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know, you know, where my professional life was going to take me. And I really had to take some time for myself. I took a few months off and worked with a career coach. And as I went through the process of my own professional transformation, a lot of personal stuff came up and also changed for me. Um, and I think for me, the biggest thing was knowing or having the confidence to know that, you know, change isn't, it's scary. Yes. But what lies on the other side, if you truly believe in what you're doing and that you're going to have an impact on whatever this decision you're making, whether it's a career change, a relationship change, a, a life change, is really going to be an affirmative, positive thing for you moving forward in your life. So for me, it was changing my job, changing my career, starting my own business, starting my own coaching, you know, profession and doing all those things and understanding that it was going to take me a little while to find success in it. Right. Because a lot of times it's you, like we are creatures of, you know, instant gratification. We like the instant stuff. We do. It's right. And and we're terrible at waiting. Patience is not a virtue for most of us. And so I remember when I decided to start Why Am I Yelling as a coaching business, one of my dad's friends pulled me aside and he said, I need you to promise me to give yourself, you're going to give yourself a few years. You're not going to be successful in your first year. You're probably not going to be successful in your second year. You're going to, you'll see improvement, of course, 
if you're doing what you're doing, if you're and doing what you're supposed to be doing and, and working and, and cultivating and networking and doing all the things, but you're not going to be making the money you were making, you know, two years ago when you were working in your, in your corporate cushy job, that's going to take you a little bit of time. And sometimes people hit it out of the park much earlier than others, but you know, keep at it because if you truly believe in yourself, you're going to, you're going to make it happen. And so that always stuck with me and resonated with me. And, you know, just being consistent and keeping up and doing and all the things has really, you know, helped me engage and, and find success in my business. So when I decided to focus on that for my clients and for the people that I surround myself with, I thought it was really important to talk about, you know, I call them the five foundations that everybody needs on this planet to really master or work on every day of our lives in order to accept, create, and embrace change as we move forward, whether it is in a relationship or a career or whatever it is. And I created this program that I did at the end of last year with women specifically who were looking to do making, making big changes in their lives. One wanted to uh, have a career change. The other one was going through a relationship change. Uh, and there was a group of women and we sat down and we talked about what are the things that we need to talk about or we need to learn about or we need to master on how to do all of these things. And the first step was actually acknowledging what your big dreams are and setting achievable goals to getting them, right? So if you're a 40-something-year-old woman, you might not be the next Beyonce. But guess what? You might want to be the next Martha Stewart. She was 40-something years old when she got super successful. She started her business. She worked really hard. She did all of this stuff, right? So have the big dreams and don't be afraid of them and don't be afraid to talk about them. And there are always going to be naysayers and you have to learn how to deal with that. And so that moves into the next topic of conversation, which is mindset and why it's so important to have the tools in order to move through any kind of mindset situation, positive or negative. And then you move into communication and then you move into life balance and it all ends up with empowerment because once you have all of those things in place and you're doing your daily, you know, exercises and using your tools and talking to your friends, you can really empower. I don't want to help empower. I mean, of course I'd like to help empower you to be better, but I really want you to have the tool to empower yourself to be the best self you can be and then help push that on to others in the world and around the planet. Like it's really all about paying it forward for me anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, and then from there I took that to the teenagers in my life. Uh, one of my, one of the women who took the group course called me and said, I need you to, I need to be able to share this with my 15 year old because everything you're saying right now is relevant to his life. And I think it's important that these kids get this message, especially in the age of social media and the fear of missing out and the, you know, engaging in, uh, you know, measuring their life by likes and comments. They don't really get it. And so I said, absolutely. And so I turned it into a program for teenagers that I actually take to schools and youth organizations. And I do it in a way that is a little bit more, you know, presentation based. And it's a, it's a little bit shorter, but I get the point across and I engage, you know, our younger people of today to talk about these things from 12, 13, 15, 19, all the way through high school, because this stuff, if you start it now at those ages, you can bring this all the way through your life and it'll only help you be that much more successful as you continue on. 
And it's so needed. Like you, well, like you were mentioning earlier, you know, if you're surrounding as a teen or a tween, if everything that you see is this, you know, Facebook's Instagram mm-hmm. kind of world, first of all, it's very, st- oh, it's stark. I mean, it's, yeah. it, you know, it's, yeah. it's in your face. And um, there's some kind of cruel, cruelness kind of going on. And if yeah. you think that that's normal or if it's based completely on how many likes you, like you have, how many um, likes you have on a picture. Oh, if I do this one a little bit more provocative or a little bit more racy, you know, or a little sexy or a little um, more um, hurtful, I'll get more likes. Yep. Or more engagement, especially for someone, a, a, you know, a tween or a teen who's maybe a little bit more quiet and reserved, then they're getting their acceptance from that world. And a lot of these people that are, I mean, they don't even, a lot of these people, they don't even know. They have no clue yeah. who they yeah. are. And so it is a very different world. Also, just the fact that, I mean, you know, when I was a kid, I hate to say, oh, God, I sound like those old people. When I was a kid, I used to, you know, walk 18 miles in the frozen tundra <laughs> oh. with no shoes and no yes. food. No. But when I was a kid, um, we well, obviously, we didn't have social media. Right. So we, uh, you know, it was always told, go out and play. Go uh-huh. outside and play. Yep. And that's that was our social media. You know, yeah. a bunch of our bikes um, all piled up in the front lawn meant that there was a bunch of kids in that house and um we were probably you know uh doing something playing you know something theatrically or dancing or being silly whatever but we were all together and when you're together you're also those social dynamics are really important that i think we're missing today we're also missing the fact that uh, and and I think that 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 kids, uh, teenagers, tweens, really need to 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 understand this. That it's okay sometimes to not get what you want or yeah. to fail, mm-hmm. because it, there is no such thing as real failure. But the idea of oh, I was really looking forward to this because we are such an instant gratification kind of society, yeah. right? You want uh, video on demand? Boom, you got it. You want pr- uh, Prime, uh, whatever, Amazon? Boom, you got yep. it. You want instant food? Boom, you've got it. You want instant friends? Boom, you've Ooh. got it. Yeah. And I think that it's really important. Some of the best lessons I learned as a kid was, oh, I don't get to do this? Right. Okay, well, I don't get to go out and, and, and um go to this amusement park and do all this stuff on a Saturday that I thought I was going to do. Yes, there's disappointment. Yes, I feel bad. Bah, bah, bah. But it also made me rely on my own creativity, my own imagination, and I and I figured it out. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, yeah, and, I think it's important. And, and it's also part of the, you know, not everybody should get a trophy right. just for participating. Right, 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 right. I mean, I'm not, a, I'm not a fan of that at all. I'm like, you know what? You get a trophy because you win. You don't get a trophy because you came in last. That doesn't make sense to me. And I try to instill that in my kids. Like I, you know, having a work ethic is important for me because I have one for them. And I think that, you know, like you said, learning how to appreciate, you know, the time that you get to, you know, spend with other people. I, you know, we live, so we live in New York city most of the time and it's competitive. It's loud. It's noisy. There's a lot of people. It's all the things. And we have, 
a weekend place in, in rural Connecticut where we go for this. I live here for the summers with the kids because I get to work from here. And it really is like my childhood. It's everybody gets on their bikes and they go down to the lake and they have activities at the lake all day long and they're swimming and they're, but they're in each other's faces and there's no devices and there's no instant gratification. And I love that. I no, love you that. You can't have this. And yes, you can have that. And I really think that, you know, if, if I could provide this for every child on the planet, this is, this is, would be my dream. But, you know, I love this because they're not, you know, relying on their devices at all times. And they're, and they're seeing what it really is like to build relationships with their friends. And they're doing it in ways that we did it when we were kids. And it, it, it scares me to think that there are people out there who are only friends with their handheld device. And that's what they rely on because they're, they're missing out on so much, you know, personal gratification and so much, you know, intimacy at a, you know, at a friendship level and really camaraderie and all the things that goes, that go along with growing up with, you know, a squad, like my son and his friends called, they call their like squad. And it's like, but that, I remember having that when I was a kid and I'm so joyful that I can do that for my children. But, you know, I think it's a big part of the learning curve. It's yes, we have to learn how to fail. Yes, we have to learn how to accept it. Yes, we have to learn how to live through it. And yes, it makes us better people and learning oh, yeah. how to deal with it. Well, it definitely makes you a better person because it's also it's also called the art of negotiation, yeah. where you're you're in your squad. Your neighbor is your neighbor. You can't get rid of your neighbor. Right, right. And and let's say your neighbor's a little weird. You know, your friend, and and you're like, oh god, every time we do this, they go. Ugh. So then you have to learn negotiating skills, and you need to learn to adapt to different kinds of people. And that also means that you accept people with differences. Maybe one has a learning disability. Well, maybe one has a physical disability. Maybe one. Um, is allergic to a certain kind of food. So you adapt. And that is being empathic to the other person. Whereas if we're just completely on our digital devices and we're in social media, then there's this thing of, oh, this person said something. and I don't know. I don't like the feeling. You delete them. Right. In the yeah. old days, <laughs> listen to me, right. Right. <laughs> when I in used to old, walk hey, in the I'm, snow, yeah, and you I'm, couldn't yeah. delete somebody. You had to deal with them, Krista. Yes. You had to actually deal with them and talk to them and go, oh, God, you drive me nuts, but, yeah. you know, I've got to deal with you because you're there. You're in my right. school. You're in my class. i got to talk to you. Right. But but, but with today, yeah, you got to just, oh, delete, delete, unfriend, block, boom. Right. Um. Well, we could go on and on about the, the olden days, hours. right? I have hours of this. I know. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, one thing that, um, that this all evolves around and because it, it does start at a young age is obviously is our relationships, our relationships with others, with friends, with coworkers as we get older um, and with, you know, loves, interests, uh, boyfriends, yeah. girlfriends, uh, eventually, possibly, if maybe it fits in your um, future, um, a, a wife or a husband. But uh, one of the things that is I would say is probably one of the most important, and I know you agree with me, is our relationship with ourselves. Let's talk about that. So I just finished my first book, and it is about relationships. And um, I was inspired by my oldest son to write it, and I 
thought about what I wanted to say and I thought about how I wanted to outline it and thought about all the things. And I kind of sat down with myself and said, you know what? I want this to be different. I don't want this to be a standard relationship book because the books that are out there are specific and I wanted it to be a little more general. And so this book touches on every relationship you will have in your life. And I start with the single most important relationship you have on the planet is the one that you have with yourself. And while that might seem selfish to a lot of us, especially the mothers out there, because we didn't learn that. I didn't learn that until I had a two-year-old. And then I realized, wait a minute, something's not right here. Um, but it really does. You have to know who you are. And I'm not saying that you have to know yourself from the minute you're born. I'm saying that this is a process because we change so much on a regular basis as human beings from the time we're born until the time that we are no longer present on this earth, that we have to be able to, you know, embrace our own change and our own evolving, if you will. Right. So you got to learn how to love yourself and you got to learn how to respect yourself and you have to learn how to treat yourself kindly and take self care as something that really is important and it's not selfish and it's not, you know, negative toward the outside world. And it's not putting you in a bad light. It's really something that needs to be done because it makes you a better person for all of your people. And then it pays it forward. They're better for their people and your kids are better and your spouse is better and your marriage is better. And all of the things in your life are better if you really are focusing on what's most important and you are the center of that. Right. So yes. Yeah. And there's, and there's nothing to do with ego. It's an important conversation to have. And it, it is. It's nothing to do with ego or no. or um, uh, selfishness. And and you're right. And it's something that especially women who you know who who are mothers they oh I can't think about that. That's just being too selfish. And that's not true because also you need to be the best human being that you can be and in relationship with yourself in order for your children to witness it. Because I've always believed that the greatest teacher is by example and how you, you know, how you handle yourself in the world, how you deal with ups and downs and disappointments and on tragedies that we, I mean, you know, life is a Shakespearean novel sometimes. (laughs) There's life, there's death, there's joy, there's pain, there's sadness. And it's how we deal with it. Are you going to stuff it all down when something happens in your life, stuff it all down and, Um, maybe hit the bottle or drugs or are you going to process your emotions and you're going to talk about it and and express yourself and I think that 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 there's a very healthier there's a healthy way to go about it and then there's a way that is that that either running away or numbing of the pain and your children are like sponges they're going to see that and they're going to emulate that because that's all they know that's how you deal with it right yeah yeah I a hundred percent agree with everything you just said. <laughs> yeah, and I don't even have I don't have children of my own. Isn't that interesting? And I but I I just I just recently got married to the most amazing woman in the whole wide world. Oh, congratulations! Thank I you. love that story. And I am actually I am. Uh, it's very interesting because I I I didn't have the the belly. I didn't have, I didn't have the pains. But I am going to be an instant parent of a uh, an eleven year old girl and a fourteen year old boy. And, and I'm just jumping in with the, you know, um, I'm like, okay, I I think I've got this because, because I can, (laughs) I can communicate. That's my thing. I can at least communicate. And I somewhat remember what it was like to be 11 and 14. 
Um, yes. Like, again, times have changed a little bit, but I can somewhat relate to it. But I'm very excited about it. I'm very, very, very excited about the opportunity because I also know that I'm going to grow from it. Do you see? Yeah, you are. Yep. And it's going to be an amazing experience for you. And I, I'm congratulations. I think that's amazing. Um, what a wonderful what a wonderful thing. And that's, you know, it's important for you. And I love that you're embracing it and you're taking it on and you're like, I'm in, I'm all in and I love this and I want to do it because, you know, you know, it's an important job and your wife knows it's an important job and you guys are going to co-parent together. And I think that's fabulous. And. Oh yeah. She's just like, uh, you know, like where the hell have you been? Like I took care of, I took care of all the, the throw up and the poop and the crazy, you, you know, young years. Where have you been? I was like, I was just getting ready. I was just training, babe. Just training. <laughs> Good, because I'll tell you what, at the rate it's going, I'm like, oh, I would rather clean up poop. than. I know. Well, you oh. know what? Like the biggest thing, too, is that I you know that she misses is that because they're both because they're 11 and 14. So you have somebody you have one that's a little bit younger, but she misses the, the baby years where where yeah. it was where they just were like, mama, you know, I love yeah. you, mama. And yeah. now it's like, mom, you know, yeah. <laughs> It's a, it really is truly a joy. Yeah. And especially. That's why they make yeah. them cute because it's like if they weren't cute. Yeah. They, they would be over. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, let's talk about, we, you know, we're talking about relationships and relationships to others and relationships, of course, to ourselves. But let's, let's be brutally honest, Krista Rizzo. So much of our lives, where they take us in life, sometimes where they move us, you know, uh, where we mm-hmm. live. Um, are made up with these uh, or affected by our relationships in the romantic sense, in our, in our physical relationships with another human being, our romantical um, experiences that we have, those mm-hmm. very close, when we put those guards, when we let those guards down, those heart walls down, and we mm-hmm. bring somebody into it. Um, let's talk about, about that and the, um, and the importance of also knowing thyself when you're in relationship with another human being. That is a biggie because (laughs) it's huge. It's huge. I, uh, you know, I'm going to refer back to my book because I do talk a lot about, I, you know, the whole half first half of the book is about your loving yourself. But the second half of the book is talking about all the other relationships that you have. And one of the hardest parts of this book for me to write was, you know, the intimate relationships part, because I had to like dig deep and think about all of my past relationships prior to the one that I have with my husband. Cause I wanted to be honest about it. I talk about all the different stages of, of life and adolescence and all the things and the mistakes that we make and, you know, being bad communicators or learning how to communicate through all of it. And, you know, it's about, knowing yourself. Uh, and a lot of times we don't do that until we become adults. And it's a, and it really is about learning how to be an effective and a really good communicator on not just the talking level on the listening level and not like contributing and, you know, understanding, you know, why we're having these conversations and respect for me is probably one of the most important things in any kind of relationship, but especially in the intimate ones, because if you don't respect your partner, the person that you're sharing everything with, then how are you going to have a successful partnership, relationship, marriage, whatever it is that you're having with that person? And so, you know, I remember telling a friend of mine a long time ago, she 
was dating a guy and they would fight a lot and they would say not nice things to each other. And I kind of just looked at her and I said, and she was like, how do you guys do it? You've been together. My husband and I have been together for 21 years. How, how you know, like, how do you do it? And I kind of just looked at her and I said, you know what? When we started dating when we were 12, no, um, <laughs> we were 25. But when we started dating, we made a pact with each other to really think before we spoke. And we said, I remember very early on in our dating life that we would never disrespect each other verbally. We still, to this day, after 21 years, I mean, I'm sure we've done it in our heads, but never out loud called each other a derogatory name. We have never, you know, screamed at each other to the point where it's, it's like abusive sometimes. Um, we just, we, that's just not in our DNA and we respect each other enough to know that words hurt. And sometimes, even though you apologize 800 million thousand times, it still will stick in the back of your mind sometimes. Yeah. And so right, right. think before you speak is something that I say to not only my children, but to everybody I talk to, especially when I'm talking about significant relationships in your life, because you can't take those words back. And if you're not, if you don't have the respect for your partner that you do for yourself and for other people in your life, then that person shouldn't be your partner because it's a whole different level. Like I respect my husband so much for the person that he is and for the relationship that we have and for the life that we've built that I, I find myself hard pressed to, I mean, there are plenty of things that I would be like, Oh my God, I wish he would take out the garbage a little bit more often or pick up his socks that he leaves on the living room floor sometimes. But he knows that, right? And those are nitpicky things. When you, when you get right down to the stuff that really matters, there's nothing that I wouldn't feel like I'm missing out on. And that's what I think is really important. I feel like you need to find that. And if it takes you, you know, 20 years, 50 years, 30 years, you find that person when you're a senior in high school and you're with that person for your whole life, that's awesome. But you really do need to have the respect level in that relationship in order to make it work for the long haul. Cause it's hard. It really is hard. Oh yeah. Because you're going to be going through all different kinds of, of things uh, through life together again, uh, you know, happy moments and not so happy moments. And it's really that respect that you have for one another is absolutely, you know, critical plus not putting your, and we all have, you know, we all have fears. We all have triggers and the person that is going to be with you through, you know, that you choose uh, to be with is going to trigger you. And that's a that's a guarantee because they're yeah. a mirror for you. That's that you you know, that, that's the person that is actually I, I'm, I believe this is my own personal belief that that person that you choose to be with, especially in a long term relationship, you um, they're there to help you grow and they're there to show you who you are. Now, if you just live by yourself, you know, in a studio apartment, uh, you don't have to, to worry about that so much. But when you're day to day with another human being and they see um, how you treat yourself, how you treat others, uh, how you take care of yourself, uh, they hear the thoughts that you that you have going on in your head because you speak them. They're a mirror and they're going to they're going to check you on them. They're going to call you out on those things. Yep. And some people are not, you know, necessarily ready for that. I, it's the same thing with I don't think everybody should have a child. I don't think everybody should have a I child. Agree. And I don't think everybody should be married. I really don't. I, I think yep. that there's there's folks out there that should be single because um, th th they and they have their growth and their journey that they're doing. But um, 
especially when you're with another human being, you're going to have to realize that they are going to bring out those shadows in you that really need to be cleared out anyway. And if when you take a look at it like that too, you can actually also thank them in many respects. If it's a successful relationship or if it's somebody that, that you were with and they, you know, uh, you know, went a separate way. Um, I think that's really important that, that you look at, you look at, uh, life in that respect. Um, because we are, man, we do, we, we like to take things out on other people. Um, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's the people that are closest to us. Yes. I mean, so oftentimes it's the people that are closest to us. And then when we're done with whatever it is that we're doing, it's like, wait a minute, what did I just do? Right. And then you have to go undo it, which is even worse because it's like, ah, oh, I could have avoided this whole thing if I had just done these three things or whatever. If, you know, if I had just listened to Krista Rizzo when she told me whatever. Um, <laughs> Think before you speak. Yeah. I mean, it really, you know, do unto others as you would have done unto you, live by the golden rule. All the things that I tell my kids every day, it's like, guys, man, you know, you can avoid a lot if you, if you do these couple things every day. Well, and it also applies to, uh, to, to what we do in, with with everything, with our health and with work. Um, I know again, the, the, the work that you do is so it's broad ranging because you've worked with with teens and tweens and and women in particular. But I really want to talk about because um, so much of this goes back to w- the theme of what I'm seeing this last year, Krista. And you 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 nailed it on the head. You even said that you did this yourself. I, I wanted to a- ask your opinion on this or wh- what your thoughts were. I've noticed in the last year, two years, this explosion of women entrepreneurs of of i mean this entrepreneurship that's happening where women are either leaving jobs that they're not happy at uh if they're underemployed or just they're just don't like what they're doing and and it's paying the mortgage or it's paying the bills but they're like "Mm, my passion is not this there is just this massive explosion and i'm so excited about it because women are really going after their at least taking the step and going after their dreams their passion and it is just um it's a beautiful thing to see i'm just wondering if you personally have witnessed it as well because it's just like huge that i see yes oh are you i mean girls are going to rule the world soon and it's about time to be perfectly honest with you i mean i have two boys and i i mean i have no problem saying it um you know i think I think it's important. I think it is, I think it, it, it's, it's going to be world changing soon and, you know, just societally and educationally and, you know, self-esteem wise. I mean, there really is no limit for any human being, man, woman, left, right, yellow, blue, green, orange. I don't care. Um, if you are leading your life with integrity and love and passion and kindness and all the things, I truly believe that you have the capacity and the power to make all of your dreams come true. And I believe that, you know, especially for women, because for so long we've been told that this is how things are going to be. And we are not afraid, like we're not afraid to step out of the box anymore and say, guess what? That's not how things have to be. I can make my own rules and I don't have to play by yours if I don't want to. And it, it's empowering for women. It's empowering for, I think, men. I think some men are breathing a sigh of relief, honestly. 
I think they're like, dude, finally, finally, right? Finally, there are women who are, are doing this. And I, you know, I, I, and I'm not sure, you know, my husband is a big supporter of women. Like he works for Rachel Maddow. So there's like, it's, it is what it is. Right. So, you know, women, we're, we're like the coolest thing on the planet right now. And we should be, it's like, don't, don't put baby in a corner, right? Don't put baby in a corner. Let her come out. And like, you know, what has, like, if it wasn't for women, we, nobody would exist. And, you know, if you think about it on a, a really low level, it's like, why can't girls do the same thing boys can? And why can't we all just live together cohesively and be happy and strive to be the best we can be and do what we want and what we're passionate about? We can. And it's about time that we actually did. So I, I love it. I think it's amazing. And I encourage and applaud and help and challenge and, you know, will happily lift up anyone else who wants to, you know, pursue their dreams and move into whatever it is they want to do with any aspect of their lives. Um, because I think it is important. I think it's, it's a statement. It's a, uh, it's a testament to your true person, like who you are on the inside that's dying to come out. And you've kind of like, we've all repressed our people that are on the inside, right? It's like, Oh, I don't know if that one could come out. But when you when you let her out and you unleash all the goodness that is in there, you really are like there's nothing you can't do. I believe that. Oh, yeah. Well, the level of creativity, I, uh, you know, I'm just getting I'm I'm stretching myself, my synapses a little bit and learning new things, learning new tools um, that the ever changing world that we are in and adapting some new things. And I look and I see what women are doing. I'm like, wow, you're so awesome. How did you learn how to do that? You know, even, even with, because they, they realize the importance of social media, especially if they have a business, a consulting business uh, or product, if they're doing even just products, they understand the importance of, you know, the website, the social media, the tags and all this stuff. And I'm like blown away. I'm like, I'm, it's just amazing to me, the creativity that I see, uh, not just the idea of, of a, of a hustle. Like I've got a hustle and I've got to work really, which I think I, I believe that I, that the old adage of, I, you know, you have to work hard in order to succeed. I think that's baloney. You don't necessarily have to work hard, but I just see this burst of creativity and ingenuity and, women saying, you know what, I'm going to be my own boss. I'm going to say, you know, especially, especially mothers, because then Uh they can also, then they can also work their own schedule as well. And and they're not a slave to the nine to five Monday through Friday, which, you know, every mother, you know, every single mother who's, who's at an office job, it's Wednesday, it's uh, uh, 11 a.m. They, they just got there not too long ago. They're stressed. They're overworked. And then they get a, a call or a text from the kid. The kid says, Mom, I'm sick. I'm puking. I got to go home. Yep. And you got a, ki- a sick kid. And then you have that dilemma of that internal strife. Yes. You know, and you may work at a really progressive, wonderful place. And they say, oh, Of course, Sue or, you know, Krista, yeah. go home and take care of your baby, take care of your kid. But then you may work someplace where that's not cool. Not. Yep. And yeah. you're, you're not going to get paid. And. Right. You're thinking about how am I going to get through this month 
and buy food and take care of the rent and the kids, you know, especially for a single parent, those stresses come on. So what I really applaud are all the, 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 the women that are out there that are becoming their own boss, creating their own business, whatever it is, whatever it is that the fact that they're taking their own destiny in their own hands, I think that's so beautiful. And I'm the same with you. I, I support them a hundred percent and will do whatever I can um, yeah. to support that. Cause I think it's beautiful. It's amazing. Yeah. And they're also teaching young. Um, I don't know if you saw that story. It was a really interesting story on uh, it was on the internet. And um, these these teenagers who these teen girls who came up with these. I guess they're like portable tents for people that are homeless, hmm. and they created these little tents that have ways so that the people that are that are homeless it's it's insulated really well there's some type of solar thing on the top so they have a little bit of a they have light um they're lightweight they're easy to move and i just thought first of all i was first of all I, i was thinking how wonderful that these girls are um, creating and inventing something, you know, getting very technical because because they're de- they're designing them and developing right. them and sewing them and doing all this stuff, right? Thought that was awesome, but also that they were thinking about, you know, others that were uh, less fortunate than yeah. than them, and getting this um, important thing to to these people, and I just thought that was just so beautiful. It was, and it's a team of of um, of young girls. That and I believe they're actually like I don't know if it's from Los Angeles or from kind of not such a great upbringing themselves. You know, right. um, they're not. It's not like they're going to an Ivy League school. They're they've right. had a rough time of it themselves. And I just thought that was just uh, it just made it's m- awesome. Yeah, so so important. So we're gonna start the Krista Rizzo, Christine Blasdale, <laughs> young entrepreneurial girls can do it. I don't know, uh, funding things. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So let's talk about what you've got going on. We've got a, a few minutes left in the show. And um, I know that you, were t- you talked about the book. Let's, let's talk about things that are coming up for you and how people can get in touch with you and how they can get a hold of your book. Oh, well, so uh, the book is 90% edited. So we're almost there, which is an unbelievable feeling. I think we have just finished... Uh, working out the cover design. So we're looking for a September launch, hopefully. Nice. If all goes well for the next several weeks. Um, it is called Why Am I Yelling? Because relationships, uh, the five elements you need every day in your life to sustain uh, relationships successfully or something like that. I don't have it right in front of me, but that's what it is. Nice. Um, so that's coming out uh, in September. Uh, so that will be out. You can check out my website for further information. Why am I yelling.com? Um, and I've got Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all those things. Uh, but right now I am spending most of my time with private clients and, uh, finishing the book. So, and I'm also actually acting as, are you ready for this? Hmm. Uh, the interim, camp director for my kids summer camp because our camp director is no longer with us here. So I actually have like a part-time day job that I didn't expect was going to pop up into my life. So cool is that um, you're the camp director, the camp director. It's like, what are you talking about? 
Oh my gosh, but that's so that's so cool because the best part about summer was summer camp. Wait, summer camp, man. Is it summer camp like at a like at a lake or like at a a cool place? Oh come on, a lake and they have tennis and boats and kayaks and fishing and all the fun stuff. So um, yeah, it's been how awesome is that number two for me because our former director is no longer with us. So um, yeah, this is my second week. I'm officially six days in. Any poison oak, six. poison ivy, anything? My six-year-old has poison ivy on his face. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Terrible. I had to ask. Um, oh, yeah. Like, I, it's all over the place. But it's not a sleepaway camp, but it's a community camp. And it's great and it's fun. But it is something that I wasn't anticipating. So that's kind of eating up some of my time. I wanted to do a program for uh, teens and parents this summer. And that kind of got pushed by the wayside. So we're going to push that out until the fall. And I'm creating a program around the book for the launch. So um, nice. sign up for my newsletter at whyamiyelling.com and get all of the information there as it is available. So folks can go at whyamiyelling.com. Great, great website. <laughs> uh, to find out more about Krista Rizzo and, um, and definitely yeah, check it out. Check out the book when it comes out. And more importantly, find out what she's got going on. And also, um, if people are interested in any of the wonderful transformational uh, life coaching, you can also, yeah, definitely check her out there. Again, it's whyamiyelling.com. And my gosh, you just when you mentioned summer camp, I for some reason I had this, uh, I had this um, flashback of, it was a go away uh, summer camp, right? Like I had to go go away, which I yeah, really loved because yeah, because I it was in a rough neighborhood, so going to camp was awesome. And uh, but you know I missed my I, oh I missed my mom I missed my grandmother so much, and I would rush out to the because we'd get mail, you know we'd get um, yeah because they would send pa- care packages, and um, I would rush out and get my grandmother would send me a shoe box remember shoe boxes. Shoe boxes, yes. they always shoe boxes s- full of supplies. Yeah, yeah. Well, I got a shoe box full of, and because that's all I wanted was those Rice Krispie squares, those those delicious oh God, marshmallow yeah. Rice Krispie yeah. treats. Yeah, Rice yeah. Krispie treats wrapped in wax paper. Oh, that's amazing memories, memories. <laughs> now I'm craving Rice Krispie squares. I know, but that's just a summer. Yeah, that's just a summer memory. So I. Uh, applaud you stepping up to this challenge of, of doing the Thanks. yeah it's a wonderful it, you, you know it's gonna be fantastic you got it it's awesome. you it's got awesome. it yeah. Krista Rizzo I want to thank you so very much for being on out of the box with Christine this week and I just I appreciate you so much and please can we have you back on when you got some other yeah. stuff going on yeah this has been so fun thank you and congratulations on your marriage and your thank you. kids and all the things Thank you. Yes, I am. I'm a very happy, happy woman. I just want to remind folks, if you love this show and you want to share it with others, which I think you should, please remember to like and subscribe to the YouTube channel Out of the Box with Christine. And you can share this actual show through email, social media. It's really easy to do. You can share the link super, super easily. And then that way your friends can hear about all the wonderful work that Krista Rizzo is doing and our conversation. I want to thank you again, Krista, for joining us. I want to thank you listeners for tuning in. And remember, as I always say, to think outside of the box. Until next week, bye for now.